women with PCOS actually experience mood swings three times more than those without PCOS. Doctor said you got PCOS. Now go on, girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian and helped my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you wanna prove them wrong and take control of yourself. I had such an intense, slow-weighted workout today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, was it, it lower was, body, full body? Yes, it was lower body. And the reason why I was intense was because I'm doing progressive overload, which means we're increasing the weights. So I increased the weights. Of course, I'm still doing the slow-weighted workout. But like now, I'm really sore and I'm taking like deep breaths. And the oxygen, I could just like feel it going to like every <laughs> muscle in my body and just like... <sighs> like I just need to breathe and drink water and like get in bed right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a good workout. But yeah, definitely you need yeah. time for recovery. You need time yeah. for recovery. And for anyone who's like curious about progressive overloading, we, we don't generally talk about that because it's more of an advanced technique. Yeah. But progressive overloading is, is essentially where you're just increasing the weights very slowly, incrementally, like every couple weeks, depending on how you're doing. So for example, in the week one, Let's just say you're doing bicep curls mm -hmm. and you're doing 10 pounds. If you can do, let, let's say in your first week, you just can barely do like 12 repetitions. But the second week, you can easily do 15 repetitions. Like, mm -hmm. like you got stronger. Yeah. Well, that means it's time to add a little bit to the weight, maybe make it 12 and a half pounds and then see how you do. So you're essentially progressively increasing the weight based on your performance and how exactly. you're doing those repetitions. Yes. And actually, eventually, we're going to update the app so that you can take notes of what weight you used for each movement when you're doing a workout in our app. So that yeah. way, you can see, oh, last week, I did a 12-pound weight, and I got 15 reps. Maybe this week, I'm going to increase it. Yeah. That's definitely an update we want to do. So uh, for our podcast listeners, we're currently like live on Instagram and TikTok right now, but like we put it in the corner of the table, so we're just acting really cool. Like They're not really there. Mm -hmm. But I just did read a comment right now. I have to read. I have to read this comment from uh, Maria. She said, "Hi, I, f I followed your advice, and now I'm nine weeks pregnant." Maria, congratulations! We're Yay. so happy, and I hope you have a great pregnancy journey. But Good for you. For anyone who is curious about seeing the behind the scenes of the podcast, you can always watch us go live as we record these. They are on you know Instagram and TikTok. PCOS.weightloss. I guess right. it's the time to get into today's episode. It's time to get into it. So today we're going to be talking about mood swings. Something that we really want to spread awareness about is that women with PCOS actually experience mood swings three times more than those without PCOS. So there's a couple of reasons why and we're going to dive deep into them. But before we get started, let's talk about some of the... The wins of the week are Tuesday Motivations. These are sisters who are reversing their symptoms, learning how to manage their PCOS, and basically um, showing PCOS. Who the boss? Yeah. I'm so tired. <laughs> I can't. Okay. So let's get into it. 
we have a message from a fellow sister from the sisterhood. Her name is Renee. She posted this beautiful picture of herself um, to show us her hair growth journey. She says, I was going through my phone today and was sorting through old pictures. I remember slowly freaking out about my hair. I noticed it was thinning and falling out. After finding this group, I started drinking spearmint tea and using rosemary oil. I used to comb my hair in a way that hid the balding. I wore a lot of hats. I still love them, but now I can confidently just have my hair down and I'm just me again. Thank you so much, Tali Nansirak. Some days I struggle, but this helps put things in perspective. And Renee included images of her journey as well. You can see she put about four images in, mm-hmm. in our fa- in the private Facebook group for, mm-hmm. for uh, sisters to see. But essentially, you can see in her first image, she was experiencing some, some balding in the, in the front of her top of her head area. And then through the lifestyle changes, through drinking spearmint tea, rosemary oil, along with other changes, you can see the progression of that the the spot filling up slowly over over the next course of months so you can literally see it happen in front of our eyes and this is just like a proof that it is possible to reverse um, hair loss as well as facial hair cystic acne all of these symptoms that are associated with hyperandrogenism or elevated testosterone so great job renee and you're an inspiration to so many people who are who are seeing this congrats you want to read this one? Sure. Uh, this next one is from Princess Landra. She left this review on the Sisterhood app on the uh, Apple Store. She says, this app has a lot of great recipes and workouts to help you get back on track. I do happen to go catch myself slip once in a while, but never go back to it to get myself right again. There is a lot of helpful information as to how to get your cycle and hormones stable, and I do not regret coming and joining my sisters. It's a community just for me and every other sister who needs guidance and support. You are never alone. Oh, thank you, Princess oh, Landra. So, so happy to help you. And we, we always highly recommend anyone to go and read those reviews on the Sisterhood uh, App Store. App Store because you can really see um, the experience that other people are having. Yes. So motivating. I love reading these. It really just make puts things into perspective before we get into heavy episodes like today's like PCOS and mood swings um, puts it in perspective to know that like yes you can reverse your symptoms there are people who are doing it in our community especially and it's so motivating so we did a poll in the sisterhood Um, we asked our sisters a couple uh, a question we said how do you feel PCOS has affected your emotional well-being and mental health so let me read the answers to you so we can get given to perspective how many people are being affected by this. So 3% said, I haven't noticed any significant mood swings, anxiety, or depression due to PCOS. So it's very few people. 3% also said, I've been diagnosed with depression directly linked to my PCOS. Very few people. said I occasionally experience mild mood swings or anxiety related to PCOS, but it's manageable. Then we have 23% saying PCOS has significantly impacted my mental health, leading to severe anxiety and depression. And 53% saying PCOS has led to frequent mood swings and I often feel anxious and overwhelmed. Wow. So a majority definitely do feel the, you know, experience the mood swings, whether due to the chemical imbalances that we'll talk about later or due to not chemical, but like the mm-hmm. chemical and hormonal imbalances that we'll get into. But really interesting to see how so many people are impacted by it. Yeah, it's like 92% or something. I can't do the mental math right now, but that's a <laughs> lot of people who are being affected by this. Yeah, absolutely. Before we get in, start, get started with the um, 
information aspect of the episode, we do want to kind of read a message from a fellow sister to let everybody know if you are experiencing mood swings that it is possible to kind of um, reverse them and feel better. Mm -hmm. So this is a message from Katie. She says, I'm kind of a mix of a few. This is her response to the, to the poll, mm -hmm. by the way. She says, I'm kind of a, a mix of a few. At first, it was just moods here and there and anxiety. Then my anxiety got bad for about four years or so, which led to a few panic attacks as well. Three out of those four years, I had situational depression, mood swings were more often, and just all over the place. I didn't feel like myself at all and wondered if I would ever again. Then I found y'all's page, started natural supplements, ovacetol, going gluten, dairy-free 90 uh, 90 percent ah. 90 plus percent yeah 90 time, plus so percent of the time and i felt like myself again the last two years now i'm beyond grateful for that and for finding what my body needed to manage especially anxiety and mood swings a lot better yes amazing katie and you know she was saying that she never she didn't know if she would ever feel like herself again like what a feeling right for anyone to feel right. that is like that's such that must be so hard on yourself to know like am i ever going to be happy again or like yeah. What's going to make me happy again? So it's really great to see. Sometimes you just get used to feeling a certain way and you can't imagine yourself not feeling that way because you've kind of identified yourself with that feeling. But these are so such motivational stories where you can kind of like look at yourself from a bird's eye view and see like, okay, there are other people like me. They're able to reverse this. They're able to heal this. Um, and so can I. Yeah. Should we get into it? Yeah. Let's get into the episode. So like Sirak said, women with PCOS are three times more likely to have severe mood disorders than those without. And there are actually two main reasons why this is the case. So the first reason is due to chemical imbalances when our hormones are kind of out of whack. We're going to get into all of the details of like which hormones and how that affects you. Yeah. And then the second reason is physical symptoms where you feel like, you know, you've gained weight, you're struggling with fertility, you have irregular periods and maybe cystic acne and all of these things combined are giving you anxiety where like you don't want to go out and like be in public because you're self-conscious or um, just upset with the way that your body is transforming. So mm -hmm. these are two main ways. And we kind of wanted to relate this to some personal stories that we, we've had over the last few years and also personal stories with others. So I think, time we should talk about the, the person that we met in Barcelona about a couple of years ago when we were living in Barcelona for a few months, I think 2022. Mm -hmm. uh, we met a uh, fellow sister at a gluten-free bakery. Mm -hmm. We were so lucky. We chose an Airbnb that was literally two streets away from a gluten-free bakery yeah. in Barcelona. And literally everything in their bakery was gluten-free and free they had croissants they had all these amazing things and we would go every once in a while and a couple of times i bumped into sisters like literally people who follow us who went gluten-free yeah. and are now like at this bakery <laughs> and we all just like you know it happened like three times maybe and one of the times it was so cool I, brought, I bought her a croissant because I was like so excited to meet her. <laughs> she was with her friend and her friend was like, thank you so much for everything you guys do. You really helped her. It was like the lights came back on. She was my friend and then she like transformed because of PCOS and was like upset and anxiety riddled and more like difficult to be around. And then after she went gluten and dairy free and did all of these things to heal her hormones, she was like my friend again. 
And mm. she was she was like telling me the story. I was like, oh my god, this is so like relatable. I know exactly how you feel. Yeah. You know, a couple of years when I was struggling with PCOS, I was not myself either. Um, and it was just like this unrecognizable like version. And I actually remember my sister was studying abroad, and I went to France to like visit her after her study abroad was over. And within that year that she was studying abroad. I was just gaining weight. I had cystic acne. It was getting worse and worse. And she like looked at me. I got off the plane and she, she was like, what happened to you? Well, she didn't say that, but I saw it in her eyes. It was like, what happened to my sister? So, and then I, I was like this different person too. So, but you know, these things can change and um, we can heal our hormones and these chemical imbalances and, you know, let's get into it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've even had my own personal experience with like cortisol dysregulation yeah i've had my own bout of mood swings i'll tell you that much many of which have ruined podcasts (laughs) (laughs) human beings have hormones like women or men and these dictate your mood and your reaction to things and sometimes it's not because the thing you're dealing with is annoying it's because your hormones are imbalanced um and you're like taking it to that level because of an imbalance that's happening within you and I think it's really important to understand this because so many people go misunderstood um, and are like judged and stuff. And I'm just like, they just have a cortisol dysregulation because of XYZ lifestyle factors. And maybe if they stopped drinking so much coffee and sleeping late and smoking, they'd be fine. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's like my thought process. I don't like to judge people. You know, I I see it. I see like what the problem is. I'm like, all right, they'll figure it out one day. (laughs) Maybe they'll listen to this podcast. What if you had an app for PCOS that could tell you what to eat, when to work out, and how to track your goals every day? Introducing the Sisterhood app. Not only does the Sisterhood app give you access to the largest community of women with PCOS, but it also provides you with a daily PCOS plan. Your daily PCOS plan tells you exactly what to eat for each meal of the day. It's like having me as a dietitian in your pocket. It also sends you a notification when it's time to work out, and it provides step-by-step videos to help you reverse your biggest PCOS symptoms. You also get access to 100-plus gluten and dairy-free recipes, the 5 Steps to PCOS Weight Loss Masterclass, and a full PCOS-friendly workout library to choose from. But let's not forget the most crucial component of PCOS weight loss, the support. You're not alone. In the sisterhood, you become part of the largest community of PCOS women where you can chat with us in our private Facebook group. Sirak, myself, and your fellow sisters are in there every day to answer your questions and support you along the way. So what are you waiting for? You can head over to the App Store and search Sisterhood or click the link in the description to get started today. See you in there. Well, uh, with that, let's go into the, some of the reasons behind these. So the first, first big umbrella to talk about is chemical imbalances. Because in, ma- in many cases, the mood swings can be happening through four reasons or through four causes, I should say. Yeah, there are four main chemical imbalances that can really influence your mood with PCOS. Um, the first one is cortisol dysregulation, which is definitely something Sirak has experienced. Low cortisol levels in the morning make you feel fatigued. And high cortisol levels make you feel anxious at night and you can't sleep. Then you have this like mood swings all the time and just anxiety and stuff. Yeah. And you can also wake up with very high cortisol levels. So oh, if, yeah, you're, if you're yeah. waking up and you're immediately feeling anxiety or panic and mm-hmm. like feel like, oh, crap, I have to do so much already in this first hour of my day, then that's probably a sign that you're waking up 
with your cortisol levels way too high. Yeah. Sirak used to um, actually drive two hours to work yeah. and drive two hours from work home. And then, you know, you tell the story. You would like wake up at like 4 or 5 a.m. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I've told the story many times, but it's been a while. So for it's been anyone, a while. Yeah, for anyone who's new. So I used to have a crazy schedule with my previous job. I was a, I was a nuclear engineer. I was a, a design project manager, things like that for uh, engineering company. And it was like two hours away from where I actually lived. So I would basically drive two hours one way and then two hours back home. And at the same time, I was studying to become a mechanical engineer. So I was like going to school at night. And to survive, all I could do, and I'm sure many of you can relate, all I can do was just drink coffee. I was drinking like maybe five espresso shots, three cups of coffee on top of that. I was combining things. I was That's eight cups. I was and this is every day, right? Coffee. And it would be to the point where it wouldn't even do anything. Like you drink yeah. the coffee, you don't even feel a thing. You see you can literally fall asleep right after. I'm sure so many of you can relate. Can you imagine? And for me, for years and after I even after I quit my job and I joined Tallinn with her full force, even then it took me like a year or two years to balance everything out, like my cortisol yeah. levels, because my cortisol levels were literally just um, they didn't know what to do. Yeah, they were like literally overwhelmed for I, I did this for years. like almost 10 years. So it took me yeah. about two years of non of doing none of that and basically sleeping better, re- reducing coffee, everything else with my lifestyle. And yeah. in, two, in about one to two years, I basically was able to lower back my cortisol levels to perfect levels. My testosterone was perfect. Everything yeah. was essentially uh, in the right levels. But it took but time. It took two years to heal what had happened for 10 years. Yeah. And the interesting part of this is that, you know, when you're doing something and you're used to it, you don't actually realize how bad it is for you because you think that it's normal or you think you have no choice and this is just how it is. But you know, from the outside, I was looking at you and I was like, this is like absolutely unacceptable. Like no one should be driving for four hours and pounding nine cups of coffee a day for 10 years. Like this isn't how the human experience should be in general. And it's normal to feel like it's fine when you're in it. And then once you're out of it, you can look at it and be like, I can't believe I did that. Yeah. So, I mean, just like give you some perspective for anyone who's listening, like maybe something that you're doing that you feel is normal in your lifestyle and that you're used to doing could be affecting your cortisol levels without you really like realizing or admitting to it. Yeah, um, I thought what I was ready. I thought what I was doing was normal hustle culture, do what you got to do. And then Talian was Talian met me and, and was like, what are you doing to yourself? <laughs> like, no, but um, yeah, it was not good times. But hey, we we got through we it. We got through it. I'm sure you, you now will you're too. like more resilient. You yeah. know, and now you have more experience with yeah. stress management. I mean, it's like a life experience. And just to clarify, too, for anyone, when I say nuclear engineer, it's not like nuclear like weapons. It's more like for for <laughs> nuclear energy, like power plants yes. and designing parts for power plants that that make nuclear energy. So just want to clarify that. So no, no one thinks I was working <laughs> for, the, for the defense department or something like that. <laughs> All right, the next chemical imbalance is insulin resistance. So when you're on a blood sugar roller coaster and your blood sugar is high and then it crashes, this is going to create mood swings. You're going to be fatigued. You're going to be annoyed, tired, hungry again for no reason, like feeling of starving, you know, right before a meal or even after a meal that you already ate. 
So it just, it's a really like aggravating thing to have insulin resistance. It also makes your ovaries produce more testosterone and androgens, and that mm -hmm. makes you feel aggressive and annoyed all the time. And I personally, when we were wedding planning, I personally had like a lot of insulin resistance because I was not weightlifting and I wasn't like eating enough because I was stressed out. And I remember having these like mood swings because I was like suddenly starving and like sweating and just like irritated. And just, I couldn't go like more than two three hours without eating something because my body couldn't like maintain my blood sugar levels yeah for sure and there's like there's a crazy vicious cycle with insulin resistance too with mood swings because when you have insulin resistance that can also cause you to have elevated cortisol levels and then that can also cause you to have worse insulin resistance it's like a yes. vicious cycle the insulin resistance makes your cortisol levels worse you, and your, you stress out yeah and your cortisol levels make your insulin resistance yes. worse so it's like they're literally your stress affects your blood sugar yeah exactly so that vicious cycle continues and then there's low progesterone. So women with PCOS, we tend to have trouble ovulating. Um, and when you have trouble ovulating and you're not releasing that egg, then that means you have low progesterone levels. Now, if you think about it, after a woman gives birth, they go through like a period of time where they have kind of pro postpartum depression to whatever degree. Some people have more, some people are less. But the point is because they have low progesterone, which is, you know, that hormone is so low after you give birth and your body is like rebalancing itself, you experience that postpartum depression. Now, imagine women with PCOS who chronically have low progesterone. It's like chronic depression. So mm. it's really important to make sure that you have healthy ovulation, not just because like ovulating produces eggs and then you can have babies if you want to have babies. No, that doesn't really... That's not the most important thing here. The most important thing is that you produce this hormone so that, you know, you have a better mood and it's good for your brain and your bones and all of these things. Yeah, for sure. And then we have birth control. Is It's another reason why we have these hormonal chemical imbalances. Birth control kind of just like turns off your hormones and replaces them with synthetic chemicals. And some people don't react very well to it. And some people do and they don't experience any side effects. But you know, this is a common reason why you might have a mood swing, mood swings if you have PCOS and you're given birth control. Yeah. Actually, with that point, too, it's going to be a weird thing to bring up. But when I was about like 17, 18, my girlfriend at the time, I don't mean to bring up other women into this podcast, Talia. I'm sorry. Dare. No, I want to bring up this story because I, I think other people can relate. My girlfriend at the time was going on birth control and she was it was her first time going on birth control and she had a, a lot of trouble with it because she was experiencing like a lot of symptoms when she got on it. Like I remember, and I have no idea what she was going through, of course, but like she was experiencing mood swings yes. and she was experiencing like, um, uh, she even told me like she was like feeling angry really easily for no reason. So exactly. it's definitely like goes to that. Like when you start birth control for some people, it can have that like side effect mentally, physically, yeah. and so forth. So sorry, I don't mean to bring up these Shut things. Up. I just thought other people can relate to it. Actually, I, will never, I, I, will I will never bring up another one Oh, relax. <laughs> <laughs> when I took birth control a long time ago, I was okay. I think it like helped with my symptoms. I just didn't want to be on it because I didn't understand why I had to take this, why my body couldn't just like heal itself. Then there was a second time where I tried birth control after I had gotten off of it. I tried like a different kind because I kind of like gave up on healing my PCOS naturally for a period of time back then. And I was like, whatever, I'm just going to take birth control. So I took it and it was like the worst thing ever. Like I was hysterical. It was like an out of body experience. So you really yeah. have to be careful with these things. And unfortunately, we're just like given them 
these pills at like 16 years old without explanation or like caution. Yeah. So. So that basically covers like the chemical imbalances that can lead to mood swings. But there's a really important area to also discuss, which is the physical symptoms, the physical, the the psychological toll that physical symptoms can take on women with PCOS can also cause mood swings. So for example, if you're experiencing weight gain, infertility, irregular periods, um, fatigue causing anxiety, like all of these literally can make you feel worse right and mm-hmm. cause you to have um uh, mood swings and yeah. be in a bad mood essentially so there's also this aspect that's not directly ca- uh, caused by chemical imbalances but more so the physical symptoms making you feel worse by yourself yeah exactly like if you have cystic acne and your face is like on fire and in pain the last thing you want to do is like go out take pictures you don't feel pretty you know yeah. um but but you know when I experienced all of that, it really helped me learn to be resilient and kind of power through it, find ways around it, um, and create like a, a much like stronger personality because I had to overcome it. Like I actually didn't let it like affect me so much that I stayed at home, but I was self-conscious, but I kind of had to like coach myself into being more of a confident person and looking past those flaws you know during that period of time so you know some good comes from it yeah exactly but with that though let's let's actually help you sisters with managing those mood swings improving them and just really getting down to the the root causes and finding ways to to mitigate it so we'll talk about some natural lifestyle changes you can make including diet changes lifestyle changes uh, natural supplements and other tips treatments you you can look at let's start with a diet first yes my favorite one going gluten and dairy-free to help reduce inflammation. Since PCOS is an inflammatory condition, we want to reduce inflammation as best as we can. So that might mean going gluten and dairy-free. So it's worth trying it for 30 days to see if it helps. Um, If you see that it helps with your physical symptoms like cystic acne, bloating, weight gain, then for sure it's going to help with your hormonal issues too because that's really like treating it from the ground up. Yeah. Um, and, and dairy is also known to increase androgens, which are male hormones. Mm-hmm. And when they're too high, they can lead to symptoms like aggressiveness, agitation. And we talked about we talked about this earlier um, uh, in episode two. But and like insulin resistance, we talked about how it, that can impact your cortisol levels and how that can also impact your insulin resistance back in return. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you're consuming a lot of dairy, a lot of gluten, these food groups can also impact your insulin resistance negatively. They are known to do that. So by reducing them, you can also improve your insulin some resistance and therefore um, stop that vicious cycle of course keep in mind just going gluten dairy free like just by doing that won't automatically improve your insulin resistance you still have to choose the right foods the right carb tolerance and etc to make sure that it's all like cohesive and working together Mm -hmm. so that's something we always like to clarify that you know it's not just going gluten dairy free and eating like you know anything that's gluten dairy free it's more like finding that balance yeah absolutely Then uh, the next tip is to reduce your sugar intake. So this might be difficult. I never like to say just stop eating sugar because the reason why you're craving sugar is because of a hormonal imbalance, insulin resistance. And so if you take supplements to support your body in managing insulin levels, like taking ovacetol, uh, these things can really, specifically ovacetol, because it's the 40 to 1 ratio of myo and decairoinositol. And this can really help your body improve insulin resistance and reduce testosterone levels. Yes. At 
the same time because having high insulin levels triggers high testosterone. So you're really like killing two birds with one stone. Yep. And, and keep in mind, we're saying, we're saying reduce sugar intake. So it's, it's obviously impossible to completely cut out sugar. And not that you need to cut out sugar completely. It's just we're talking about added sugars, yeah. those sugars that aren't, aren't necessary. Like, for example, when you get Chocolate. like a, yeah, like you might get like a protein bar, right? You think it's a protein bar and then you look at the back of the nutrition facts and it's 20 grams of sugar, more, right. more sugar than that there is protein. So that's where like we're trying to say is like keep in mind of those added sugars so you're not kind of um, accidentally overloading them. Exactly. Next one, this is a huge one, and that is, and I want to just like say, I know this is not the uh, sexiest recommendation because <laughs> we get the most like um, slack for it, even though people agree, which is um, reducing or replacing caffeine. So if you're relying on caffeine for for energy, like you like you can't have energy without caffeine, you're honestly holding yourself back. The reason why is, well, think about it this way: caffeine is foreign to our body, right? We're not born with caffeine in our in our body, so that means. Caffeine, just like a drug, is the more you take it, the more tolerance you build to it. So maybe now you drink one or two cups of coffee and you rely on it. But then in a, in a couple of months from now, you may rely on three, four or five cups of coffee because you build a tolerance. And as long as you rely on it, your body won't be able to give you the natural energy that you need to go throughout your day. It doesn't mean that you need to cut out coffee completely. For example, if you're having three cups of coffee, try reducing it to one cup only in the morning before 12 p.m. So the reason why is when you when you drink coffee too late in the day, let's say you drink it at like 4 or 5 p.m., that coffee, the caffeine, will still stay in your bloodstream for about six to eight hours. So when you, when you go to sleep later on, so let's say you, you drink the coffee at 5 p.m., and then you sleep at like 11 p.m., even though you don't feel the caffeine, like the energy, it's still in your bloodstream and it can and it can disrupt your REM sleep. It can disrupt you from going into that deep sleep you need to fully recover. So a lot of these things, like even if you don't feel the energy, drinking coffee too late can still impact your sleep too. So just keep that in mind as well. Yes. And your sleep is so important for your mood and also insulin resistance. I try to tell this to my brother all the time. My brother will drink a strong strong coffee after dinner every single day and he already already drinks like five cups a day so he like will drink at 8 p.m a full cup of coffee with caffeine and everything and i tell him like dude and he tells me like he has trouble sleeping too and i'm like come on just i'm telling you decaf sometimes you just don't realize it when you're in the situation it's normal to you and i'm I'm not even telling him to cut out coffee i'm just telling him don't drink the one at 8 p.m it will right. make the biggest difference if you just stop that one. Or just swap with the decaf if you like the flavor, you know? Can you make Armenian coffee decaf? Of course. They're all, there's decaf for everything. Oh my god. Yeah. I should try that. Yeah. Um, next tip, trying acupuncture. So I used to do acupuncture. It was super helpful with like blood circulation and also helping circulate your hormones is what I have heard um, that it helps do. It also helps you like get out of fight or flight mode. Um, So if you feel like you're changing your lifestyle and you're trying to like get yourself back to this like calm place that you once were at, but it kind of like flung out of control because of, you know, one reason or another, acupuncture can get you there is all I'm saying. So it's been really helpful with feeling calm, 
feel-good neurotransmitters like endorphins get pumped afterwards. It's yeah. just a really good self-care thing to do. Me and Talia did acupuncture together for like four months. I would say maybe yeah. about a year or so ago. This was like during your cortisol dysregulation. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Thing. Yeah, about like yeah. four years ago. What am I even saying? Yeah, and it was a, it made a huge difference. Good. Honestly, it's it's really funny because like when you first do it, like the first two weeks, it almost feels like a a dump of energy from your body you kind of feel emotional like it's really releasing a lot of stuff yeah and you feel it and then after that process it really feels good and you just gotta be careful though find a good acupuncturist there was a couple of times where they put the needles in oh my god but the needles they look like very simple needles they look like sewing needles like very thin that you wouldn't even think that does anything but they tap them in very lightly and then but if they hit a nerve oh my gosh it once they hit a nerve it, it feels like your whole body just jolts and it's the most painful thing for like half a second half a second and then you look at the guy you're like son of a bee and he's like oh sorry it's okay it's okay we'll just you know we'll I'll, let me move it around a little bit i'm like yeah you better move it around <laughs> anyways um but it, and then there's times where like he puts it in there and it feels like wow that's really like it's a little bit um, uncomfortable yeah, but then you step. leave it he leaves a room it for like 20 away. minutes and you're just laying there with like 30 needles on you some of them on your face by the way and then over like that 20 minutes you feel the release of pressure it's almost like there's like I'm not, by the way I, some of this sounds like woo woo but I don't know how it exactly works I'm just saying what, what I felt <laughs> but you feel like that area of pressure where the needle is slowly start to relax. I think it's releasing endorphins. So that's why you're, you're feeling that relaxation. And then by the time you're done in 20 minutes, your whole body just has like this immense relaxation. So highly recommend it. We know it's not the cheapest thing because acupuncture is usually not covered by insurance. But if you can find it, sometimes it is. definitely go for it. Yes. All right. Take the right supplements. This is also important. So we talk about Ovacetol. It's an inositol supplement. Of course, it helps with insulin resistance, but also there are studies done showing that inositol helps with mood swings and depression and anxiety. So it's actually helping your mood too. We also suggest omega-3 supplements. Um, we have our fish oil in our Metabolism Plus yeah, bundle. for that stabilizes serotonin levels. Yes, exactly. So it helps you feel more satisfied. It helps you feel more relaxed. It, it's good for your hormones. It's a building block for hormones. Yeah. Um, so it's very important. And if you're struggling with like really high levels of cortisol in the morning or in the afternoon, like basically throughout the day, magnesium is something you can think of. Uh, it really helps with like relieving that anxious feeling. It helps with anxiety, depression. Um, it also really helpful for cramps. Like if you if you if you experience really heavy cramps during your menstrual period, magnesium can really help. And it's also good for falling asleep as well. So what I recommend is if you're feeling stressed throughout the day, and again, you should check with your doctor on this. This is not a recommendation or a diagnosis, but one thing you can do is take it uh, in the afternoon, like one pill in the afternoon of magnesium. And then at night, take two pills to basically help you go into that sleep. So what that does, it kind of starts to regulate your cortisol levels beginning with lunchtime. But um, with that said, magnesium glycinate is one of our favorite forms of magnesium. But there are other versions as well that are um, effective too. Yes. And my next tip is decaf green tea. So if you're moving away from coffee and you want like a warm drink in the morning, get yourself decaf green tea. It has something called L-theanine in it, which is a calming agent, and it increases alpha brain waves. So that is great. It'll calm you down a little, and it also helps reduce testosterone, which is the main reason why we feel angry or aggressive if that's something that you feel um, and is affecting your mood. 
Yep, for sure. Something I've learned a lot about tea in the last few months, as you all know, we've been developing our, our custom spearmint tea blend, and we've been really focused on making it like super clean, organic, fully, uh, very effective. Um, and just like, you know, very high quality. So decaf green tea is where we ran into a couple of issues because we found out that one, a lot of decaf green tea can use like a chemical process to remove the caffeine. So when you look for any decaf green tea, make sure you're looking for one that is carbon dioxide processed because that does not use a chemical process to remove the caffeine. And um, just look for organic because for my research, it's very hard to find organic green tea. Yes. And then... Last but not least, our favorite tip is to do slow-weighted workouts. Yeah, this one is essentially for just being more aware of your workouts and reducing that intensity. So a lot of women with PCOS, because they're told, oh, um, you need to just eat less, work out as hard as possible, the default thing to do is immediately go to the gym, do some kickboxing, go on a spin class, go on a bike and just run as much as possible and watch those calorie burned, go, that number go up and up and up, right? But we all know, and I'm sure from your experience, you don't enjoy that, right? It makes you feel stressed. It puts all this pressure on you to go to the gym a couple of hours a day and get those calories burned and the whole experience just feels like you're like struggling you know mm -hmm. so what that does essentially just elevates your cortisol levels constantly and that prevents you from actually losing weight as we talked about earlier the high cortisol levels can actually make your insulin resistance worse and that can lead you to retain weight in the belly area it can make you retain weight in the face because you start to uh, you, your body starts to retain water from the high amount of inflammation and cortisol so these are all things to really think about if you're experiencing these symptoms because you're working out all the time and you're not seeing results it may be time to lower the intensity and do workouts like slow weighted workouts where you can where you can get workouts done in 30 to 45 minutes you can do them at home and at the same time you feel amazing relaxed and most importantly you see the results that you actually deserve and we have so much proof of that in the sisterhood where sisters are literally sharing their journeys every day their workouts every day and you can see for yourself how they're they're able to you know lower the intensity and lose weight still yes because some people don't want to some we're all taught more the better yeah right we're all taught the more calories you burn do the harder you work out the more sweat you are going to lose more weight but i think we all know now looking at certain conditions like pcos that's not the case the hormones play a huge part in that and if, if you don't address the hormones it's, it makes it too too difficult to lose weight absolutely sometimes you just get used to doing things a certain way like i said you get used to drinking nine cups of coffee a day or coffee at night. You get used to doing intense workouts. You know, yeah. that's part of your identity. You can't imagine not being this way. But you kind of have to look at yourself from like a third bird's eye view, third party like bird's eye view yeah. and see like, what am I doing? Like, look, other people can heal these hormones. So can I. Yeah, exactly. So, that's what this podcast episode is all about. Yeah. And some other workouts you can try are Pilates are really good. Yoga is great. What? Oh, okay. Pilates, yoga, um, walking. Oh, if you yeah. want to reduce your cortisol, go on a walk. Yeah. But listen. You got to do a strength training. I'm going to give you another example. I had a patient who was like, I'm walking a lot. Like I'm trying to reduce my cortisol. She was walking like uphill for an hour and a half every single day, like even if she didn't feel like it, forcing herself, you know, and she was just anxious afterwards. It wasn't relaxing. So again, like think of the end goal yeah. and what you're doing and how you're doing it. Exactly. Exactly. All right, sisters. Cool. Well, on that note, um, I guess that takes care of this episode. Just want to give everybody a heads up though. Our tea, just stay tuned for it on Instagram. 
and TikTok will be talking more about the tea that's going to be coming out soon. It's a custom blend of spearmint tea uh, meant to reduce facial hair, hair loss, uh, cystic acne, and basically reduce testosterone so you no longer feel many of those symptoms. So it kind of relates to today's episode as well since we talked about how testosterone can lead to mood swings. But it's kind of an unrelated announcement. I just wanted to let everybody know that we're on the... What is, yes, on the cusp of releasing the Spearmint Tea Custom Blend and we're just really excited about it. Yay! Stay tuned, sisters. Until next time. Yes. Take Talk care, everybody. See you soon. Bye. Word of mouth is our absolute best friend here at PCOS Weight Loss. So if there's someone that you know that you think might enjoy this podcast, go ahead and share it with them. And if you don't mind, go ahead and rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the podcast. It really helps more than you think. Thank you so much for listening and being part of the Sisterhood community. Talk to you next time.